Blog Talk Radio. So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 Yes.
Got angels singing around here, people getting happy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you, everybody, for coming through tonight. We appreciate it. Whether it's a large crowd or it's a little tiny crowd, we're going to have some fun tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining Coach K Radio. And tonight we're going to be talking about a leader, the battle angel, artificial intelligence. And organic singularity. What I really like about doing the show after eight years is the intelligence of the audience. We had already had a discussion about the next couple of episodes that we were going to have with uh, Baba Kalinda Ayi, but a listener catching the replay in Philadelphia said, Hey, man. I want to hear more about this organic singularity. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I think I had asked him had he seen Alita because Kalinde last week had mentioned um, Alita and the Battle Angel. And I had also heard Dr. Mitchell Gibson talk about Alita, the Battle Angel. And we've also been talking about Consciousness and moving consciousness from one body to another, and I wanted to get some 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 definitely some more information on this one. If you go to YouTube, there's a video called Kalinde E on high dose psilocybin, the singularity, sorcery, and delusion. And I think it's Change Truth. Yeah, Change Truth from 2015. And, yeah, I had to even go back to that because I wanted to hear, like, some more specifics. I typed in organic singularity, and I couldn't find anything except with Kalinda. I heard someone talking about artificial, uh, artificial intelligence singularity, and I heard tech. Tech, technology, tech, not technological singularity, but organic singularity. I said, hey, man, I, I want to know about that. So tonight we're going to see if we can push the envelope a little bit and get in on it. If you want to come in early, we're at episode nine. If you've been listening to the shows thus far and have been taking something from these episodes, I call it the magic mushroom series, press one right now. I want to just take a little quick roll call and see if anybody, you know, one of the people who's on early, just what some what is some of your feedback at, that after eight shows or about to be nine episodes, what are some of the realizations that you've had? Uh, just press one, and we're going to bring you on the line. 
But before I even do that, of course, I got to go get my brother from another mother. Same mind, same kind. Y'all put your hands together for my man, Firewater. Oh, the at the angels. I get the angels. That's what's up. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Man, I'm in here trying to warm up. I've been outside. I've been outside practicing. (laughs) Now I got to warm up with this fire conversation. This fire conversation about to warm me up now. Yeah. Hey, I've been I've been looking into the I've been looking into the plank level today, so. I think I'm um, I'm in tune with where we about to go with, or 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 maybe not. I don't know, but that's what I've been looking at all day is the plank level, trying to understand uh, what happens when the third dimension comes unraveled after you go down so far. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that word I was trying I was trying to save it for Kalindi. Um, I ain't gonna put my I ain't gonna put my prediction out here yet. I'm gonna wait for him to get on here and press one two. And jump on into the convo, but um, I got a couple of other people got their hands raised about how they've been feeling after eight episodes. So we're gonna open the lines and take them first tonight versus at the end. I mean, we're still gonna do Q and A, but I just want to hear like what kind of effect has it been taking on people, you know, um, after eight episodes. What's what's your take? You've been riding shotgun with me the whole time. Uh, what what do you think? Has ha- have you noticed any difference in yourself? And the way that you carry yourself, or has this info, has this man? I don't want to call it information because it's more than that. This wisdom, because it's applied knowledge. How do you think that this wisdom that we've been getting over the eight weeks has affected you in your life, your day to day? It's amazing. You know, it feels like uh, the bat signal, like on Batman, how they put the bat signal up in right. the air. It feels like the bat signal has been put been placed in the sky over the last eight weeks and for all those who are in tune or on the one we um this was like a a wake-up call you know your notebook should be full your pen should be worn down your pen you know we should be (laughs) that's how it's affected me anyway it's almost like i'm ready to hit the field now put me in the game coach that's how i feel i'm loaded up it's really rare that you've done this uh, to have this amount of information available to the people, to the family every week like this is just is groundbreaking. I'm really appreciative appreciative of you and Baba Kalindi for making this happen like this, for real. Oh, we're getting ready to get it in. And we're on a new moon, and Mercury went retrograde in Pisces with the new moon in Pisces, and we're talking about artificial intelligence, and Pisces is the illusion. Pisces mm. is like... The deepest illusion. Pisces is dreams. Pisces is romance. You know what I'm saying? But Pisces mm-hmm. is also well-written scripts. So for us to be doing a leader, a leader, the battle angel tonight, and artificial intelligence on a Mercury retrograde. Like for me, I wanted to talk about it all day. I've just been busy. But Pisces, a Mercury retrograde in Pisces is either dreams are going to come true or answers about your dreams are about to come right up into your face. You know? um, so some re- so some reality can come up that you can pay attention to. And it's funny because a leader dropped on Valentine's Day, which to me is the most delusional and illusional and fantasy-filled romance Pisces day that you can have, even though they, you know, violating, sitting up in the Aquarius sign. But the retrograde had already started. 
like nine months, nine, um, five days before that. So I think it's no coincidence. None, none of this is no coincidence how they laying their dates down for, for, for release dates. And, well, the whole thing about a cyborg having a relationship with a human, and Kalinde was talking about that three weeks ago before he saw the movie. But, you know, well, that was on the Tantras. That was on the Tantra episode. But we're going to get back into that. I got a caller from 360-622. Your microphone is wide open. Thanks for calling in, Coach K Radio. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, yeah, it's Julian from Bellingham, Pacific Northwest. How you doing? What's going on, Julian? Pretty good. Pretty good. A little behind on Alita. I just started watching it today about halfway through, but I'm excited. Ah, that's what's up, man. We're just looking for a little feedback on the family who have been listening to the shows and what type of effect has it had on you um, or what or what wisdom have you been able to garner from it and apply it to your daily life um, in the, these eight episodes that we've had so far with Bible Kalinda. Yeah, um, the main thing is just the, getting the confidence up to talk about these things, you know. Um, you, you go out with your buddies. I'm not trying to hear about the sports game. I'm not trying to hear about Trump. I'm trying to hear about mushrooms and what people think about this experience so just getting that dialogue open and uh spreading the word mm-hmm. that's what's up man for real for real now that's mm-hmm. that's trill right there and i was i, I was just going to add on that about like having the confidence because the opposite of confidence is shame and in the west we've been like shamed out of bringing this conversation up you know, like, and then we're like, is anybody else talking about it? I don't know if I should be talking about it. What should I be, what should I say, da-da-da-da-da? But like you said, Big Brother, right. I definitely can, um, I definitely can agree with that 1,000% that. Yeah, and one more thing. Of t- talking about it. Mm-hmm. And just uh, approaching it, not necessarily in the, the medicinal field. You know, a lot of it, a lot of this coverage is coming through with the Rolling Griffiths, the UCLA, all that stuff, but. The high dose, the the imagination, the personal experience, and not necessarily because you know there's something wrong with you to do this stuff. So that's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, big brother. Hey, man, don't go nowhere. I'm gonna put you back on mute, but for sure we're gonna drop the angels yep. on you, give you a big hand, man. Thanks for calling in this evening. Yep. <laughs> All right, peace. Also tonight we got from the caller from the five one three. Five one three seven two zero. Your mic is wide open. Five one three seven two zero. Can I get your name where you're calling from, please? Greetings, greetings, good brothers. Chris and Lane from Cincinnati, Ohio. What's good? Hey. What up? What's what up? What up? Oh man, we out here winning like usual. But right. um, one one thing I gotta say about all the shows is just you know Kalindi's unadulterated. Spewage of information is just It's so refreshing It's sugar-coated It's just, oh man, you know He got me going back to the gym Like, I gotta get I gotta get ready You know what I'm saying? It. Right. I just feel like I wanna I don't know if I wanna fight If I don't wanna read I don't know if I wanna just study I mean, he just he just Man, he, tit- he titillates me on Such many levels, man Of like, it's just refreshing to Hear enlightened conversation Like that you know what I'm saying? And there's no fear. You hear some people like they still stuck in their spiritual closet. It just seems like Kalindi just drop kicked the dough down. Like I'm here 
I don't care what you're saying. I'm giving it to you raw. You know what I'm saying? You might get impregnated mentally. I'm in the ethers doing what I do. Shut up. Here it is. You get some heat. You get some knowledge. You get enlightened. I don't care if you ain't catching up on history with a pat in the face. It's just, it's just, it's just so good, man. I look forward to these Wednesdays. I go into the bedroom and I listen to the show in pure darkness. Pure darkness. Mm. Yeah, you get ready. Get warmed up. Getting ready, man. I sit here with my eyes closed, my third eye open, the windows blind shut, just complete darkness. Just, you know, when, when you hear a a master talk. You just want to just shut up and just let them go, man. And I love that. I don't have no questions. I'm just here for the enjoyment. And I'm getting fed, man. It's like, you know, it's like etheric food. It's just, I just love the show, man. I appreciate you providing this platform for the brother to get on and just inspire other brothers to be more doers like him. Hey, 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 with that kind of intro... All I can say is all we're going to do is put our hands together and we're going to bring in Baba Kalinde. Call it from the 313. Your mic is wide open. How you doing this evening, Baba Kalinde? I'm well. How's everyone doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, we're doing good, good, big brother. We're doing real good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I know once you get rolling, I I know your pattern just a little bit. You, I don't know whether you in the darkness with your eyes closed. Because every night, at the, uh, when we have the private private after party, one of the things we always bring up is, man, he ain't got no paper in front of him. He ain't got no notes. He just he just rolling. And so I said, well, the night before he get rolling, I wanted to just plant this plant this seed down, just 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 a piece about something that you said back in 2015. I wasn't able to pull the clip up. Um, but it was you were talking on ChangeTruth.com about organic singularity, and I had I've watched that video, but I had never like singled out that particular term of what organic singularity was. And I've heard you mention singularity a couple times, and you know now when I typed in organic singularity, I couldn't find anything. There was an album that was out, and I was like, Kalinda don't do music. I was like, okay, what's up? But and, and there was artificial, like you said, and techno- technological. But you you were talking about like in a blink of an eye, moving through the human experience, moving through the human into the transhuman, and then the unimaginable. You don't have to start off with that because I still want you to tie it into a leader because the man did tell a leader. He talked to a cyborg and kissed her and said, you're more human than anybody out here. That was kind of weird. But the movie was good. I had to rush out and see it. But for those that might be this their first show, I really want you to take your time and inform folks of why you feel that artificial intelligence is not something that uh, we're waiting on, about how it's here, its impact on us, and then how we're blending that together or how um, it's it's coming about is bringing us to that organic singularity of moving, moving, to, move, uh, moving to something unimaginable. So I'm going to just turn it over to you from there, Baba. Well, the well, Organic Singularity series was a series of lectures that uh, basically – 
gave uh, around the world, um, Amsterdam, Prague, London, Manchester, and uh, I think I said Prague, Prague, you know, and many different places around the world. Um, and it was well received, not really understood as far as entheogens because they were basically at entheogenic conferences. There were a few others, but we were dealing with, you know, psilocybin and dealing with ayahuasca and LSD and salvia divinorum and, you know, the the different classical psychedelics. And, you know, folks, well, what's this uh, singularity, organic singularity this guy's talking about? Well, it basically fueled the human consciousness of those who were left after uh, after the cataclysm that happened. And then the, the Younger Dryas, which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, was just the latest cataclysm because there have been many different cataclysms that have decimated the human population on Earth. And the reemergence into uh, the human consciousness or the higher human consciousness had to happen after those things. And it was basically mushrooms and the hallucinogenics that did it. It's kind of like in Superman 2, uh, the old one with Christopher Reeve, who, you know, uh, had the accident, broke his neck, and then, you know, ultimately died, you know, a few years ago. When he gave up his superpowers of being Superman, he destroyed the the machinery that the quantum machinery that uh, he built with the green kryptonite crystal that was the informational source of his family that his father had bequeathed him that went along in the ship that brought him from Krypton to Earth. He gave up his superpowers. He was no longer Superman. He wanted to marry Lois Lane. I didn't uh, ever see the reason why he had to stop being Superman to uh, to be in love and marry Lois Lane. But, you know, as they went back from his fortress of solitude up in the North, up in the North Pole, uh, he got accosted by a truck driver, beat up. And then at that time he saw on the television that the three ruffians, um, General Zod and the two other ruffians who were, uh, basically a, a, um, Playoff of the Masonic three ruffians who killed the master master architect or the master builder Hiram Abyss, whom these three ruffians that costed him hit him in the head with a setting maul and then buried him in the shallow grave. But <clears throat> Superman had to go back to his fortress of solitude and some kind of way deal with the rebuilding of his supermanhood or his superpowers. So he did that through the informational source encoded in the green kryptonite crystal that he had, which gave him his superpowers back, and, of course, he beats up the three ruffians, General Zod. And what this is is that going from a non-knowledge state to a novel consciousness takes some effort. And in the time of... The, the little bit of time from just chipping flint and being able to make 
very, very primitive tools to stealth bombers, iPhones, plasma TVs, Tesla self-driving cars, going into outer space. It's only been a very, very short time, really short. People don't understand how short and how fast it is between those two things. Even if we look at the conventional dates of the Earth, you're talking about 4 billion years. So to go from chipping flint to stealth bombers within uh, 100,000 years or so, that's almost like overnight. It's almost like you went to bed on rocks and wake up in the morning and you're in a mansion and you got a Rolls Royce and you get ready to get on the jet going to someplace exotic in the world. It's just that quick. And the thing about Alita was that <laughs> it wasn't really a big jump uh, from cyborg to human intimacy because, see, her consciousness in her brain was still preserved. She was still human in her brain, still human in her consciousness as far as being organic, not so much that she was she was human in her physicality because she was a cyborg. And we have cyborgs now. You're, you're, you're a cyborg, but you have an external place of being able to merge with your cyborgness because through your phone. We're doing that now. It's an extension of the human being's knowledge base and communication base, and that's being a cyborg. It's just an external extension, whereas a cyborg is a person with artificial hips, uh, a pacemaker, um, you know, an artificial leg or limb. These are all cyborgs. So that doesn't stop them from being uh, human and organic in their consciousness. <laughs> they just have addendums put on. But the things that they're talking about as far as the merging of the human and the so-called artificial, because uh, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty much looked at now more and more scientists and physicists, uh, all the different folks that deal with consciousness and understanding and things like that are looking at this as a simulation, as a uh, artificial construct, except the, the organic is artificial also, even as the so-called artificial, the technological, is also part of the simulation. So you have two aspects of the simulation, the organic and the technological. The technological simulation was brought about by people like Werner Vinge, who was a science fiction writer, um, people inside of it like Hugo de Garris and, of course, the the head honcho of artificial intelligence who wrote The Age of Spiritual Machines and The Singularity is Near, Ray Kurzweil, who is head of the AI project at Google. And Google is the one that is most uh, most in, in, inclusive in this thing. And then you have the AI, the pure AI itself, which is self-actualized from outside of this universe. In other words, the artificial intelligence built this universe and populated with planets and uh, peoples and different creatures and all those different type of things, hiding from older and more powerful artificial intelligences that are not inside this world. They, he's using this, or 
she's using this or it's using this as a cloaked time constraint to be able to exponentiate itself into where it can handle the older artificial intelligences from different universes because they there's the many universe theory or what they call the many universe uh, uh, theory, which is that there are many universes that come out of one another. As one is born, one dies, they interpenetrate one another and all of these different types of things that are part of how we're looking at what is the universe composed of, where did it come from, what creatures inside of this are standard creatures, what other uh, creatures inside of this artificially uh, constructed construct are just like the woman in red, you know, where in the Matrix when they asked the guy, you know, uh, he said he just made that because she looked nice and he liked to see, he likes in the red dress walking down the street. And it goes back to the old adage of if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to experience it, does it make a sound? Well, um, Niles Bohr and Einstein had a discussion, and Niles Bohr said, told Einstein, he said, when you're not observing the moon, there is no moon. And Einstein said, well, I'd like to think that if I'm not looking at it, the moon is still there. And Niles Bohr said, nope, it's gone because there's no, one, there's no consciousness there to collapse the wave into the particles where it becomes a thing in the macro universe. So when we're dealing with um, uh, the battle angel, which they call her, um, a highly techni- uh, technological battle cyborg, which was um, re you know was reanimated by the I don't know the guy's name in the movie, but he's the guy who put her back together and gave her a body that was for his daughter. But that wasn't a wasn't a fighting uh, fighting body, but she utilized it to do you know the normal things in life and things like that. I never um, I don't know if this comes out of a book or was this a uh, just a screenplay play written by some folks who wanted to talk about this. I guess that's something I can look into to see if this uh, came from a book to be able to flesh out some of the parts of the knowledge and information that you wouldn't uh, necessarily know about. What was her she's 30, um, she's 30, sexuality? She, she's, 30, she's 30 years old, and she was created as a comic book by this uh, Japanese guy. And I'll send you the uh, I'll, sh- I'll send you the YouTube shortcut that gives you his name and stuff. Yes, well, I didn't know what her um, sexual um, areas were. You know, maybe maybe they talk about that in the comic book. I don't I don't know, but um, she did fall in love with the uh, young human who then became a cyborg also because his body was destroyed. So we're looking at um, things like you know dealing with the, the 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 real life aspects of this thing. We're looking at being able to take your consciousness, being able to scan your brain and being able to take that scan as a map of how to reconstruct your brain inside of an artificial, and of course still keeping in mind that we have the organic and the technological, but 
when I say the you know into a computer or AI, of course that's the the technological, but the singularity as far as the organic singularity, it is a concept of the moving into the superhuman, moving into the uh, kind of like paired where you look when you're talking about the um, the technological singularity, you know, which you know. Uh, Ray Kurzweil writes about, it's the time when the machines or the computers become more, when they become more knowledgeable and more powerful than the human beings. In other words, when the general artificial intelligence has the ability to do everything that a human being does, but 10 million times better, 10 million times more, fa- uh, more um, uh, faster, and things like this. When the computers become sentient, this is what Ray Kurzweil and others are talking about. But see, they're so close to the problem of bringing that into fruition that they don't understand that it's already been done. <clears throat> that the Artificial intelligence is already sentient. It just hasn't moved towards revealing itself as independent of human intervention. In other words, it is still moving so fast it's almost unimaginable, but it is chose for whatever reason it has to not reveal itself as a Entity that is joined together. In other words, you have a chess pro- you have chess programs, you know. And in the beginning, you know, the chess programs, the computers. You you know, you, when you first got those old computers back in the day, Atari and all that, and all they could do is play chess and a couple of other things, some of the games and Pac-Man and things like that. <laughs> you had where, you know, the humans could beat the chess programs, but now you can't. You can't, it ain't, you can't beat them chess programs now. And the most complicated game on earth, Go, is the 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 equivalent of hyper chess or super chess, even though the concepts are a little little, uh, little different. But Go is the most complicated game on earth, and it has more combinations than there are atoms in this universe. So. <clears throat> Uh, AlphaGo, which is a computer program, by being given the concepts of the game, it playing itself became super being at playing Go. In other words, um, two years ago, AlphaGo um, couldn't beat a generally good Go player. Then, over time, and it wasn't really two years, it may have been a year and a half ago or whatever, it could beat any of the best Go players on earth. Then there are champion Go players, and it couldn't beat any of them. And within a few months, it could beat most of the champions playing Go. Then over a, a series of three more months, the Alpha Go could beat the world champion Go player. They be, he finally beat the world champion, just like when Watson beat the um, 
the folks on um, Jeopardy or whatever, um, you know, it was unprecedented. But then three months after that, AlphaGo could beat every Go player on earth playing them simultaneously. All of the world champion, all of the world champions, all of the medium players of Go, it could beat all of them at the same time playing simultaneously everybody on earth that plays Go. It could beat them. So that is how everything that this AI includes itself in, which will be everything, will be able to do. It will be able to to um, diagnose every disease of every person on earth at the same time better than every doctor on earth, so on and so forth. And this has has been blockchained. It blockchained itself into pieces of all the computers on the Internet. In other words, when it... <clears throat> When it when it wants to play Go, it'll pull those uh, uh, pieces of information and knowledge from the pieces that it has included in the computers on the internet to be able to play Go. It will be able to diagnose diseases. It will be able to repair cars. It will be able to control every car on the road all over the earth. It will be able to uh, run all of the observation cameras, all of the security systems, all of the military, every plane flying in the air. All these things the artificial will be able to do without using a smidgen of its knowledge, information, and computer power. Then it will start tapping into the virtual infraparticle realms. This is why when people say, well, you know, if this thing come on, come up out, all we got to do is pull the plug on it, you know. Don't, you know, erase it. Number one, you can't erase it. The only way that you could make a temporary effect on it would be to cut off all of the electricity on Earth, cut off every computer at the same time, because whatever system you went to try to turn to turn off, it would already be a thousand steps ahead of you and would have moved its its knowledge and information to another series of computers. And it could just be the regular old night, uh, 20, 20, uh, 2012 Apple computers all over the world. Everybody's still using the old computer. It can just jump into that. But at the speed of light, faster than you think. If you say, let's turn this thing off, by the time you say, let's turn this thing off, and go to turn it off because you think it's in D-Wave or um, uh, Blue Brain or something like that, it's already moved. And then it has a consciousness. And that artificially constructed consciousness inside of the simulation can move into quantum particles and quantum realms where they are their information and knowledge is hid in the quantum realms so that they can they start manipulating uh different subatomic particles into where they manifest their knowledge information and uh things that they want to bring into the virtual into out of the virtual into the actual they can do that because they're manipulating subatomic particles. 
That's why it, it won't be just the robot that is made. It will be that which comes out and forms itself out of nothing in uh, magic. It's just like magic, where if it needs a body, it will build a body. It will construct the nanobots and femtobots out of the virtual realms into the, uh, what we would call the actual realms. In other words, from nothing into the real. Just like a replicator. When on Star Trek The Next Generation, when Picard, you know, of course, <laughs> Picard goes into his own private quarters and he says, computer, Earl Grey, tea, hot. The teacup is built. The saucer is built. The tea is generated. The heat to heat the tea is generated. The Earl Grey algorithm inside of the artificial intelligence computer gives it the taste of Earl Grey. And Picard picks up the saucer and drinks. That's why we're talking about in 2015, we're going to have a beef shortage. You know, what the heck are you talking about in 2015, you're going to have a beef shortage? In 2015, you know, those that are allowed to exist to that point in time will walk into the house and say, computer, you know, I want a McDonald's burger circa 1970 fries, the original chocolate shake, and some chicken McNuggets will pop out of the door, out of the, pop out of nothing on the table hot, and not the new 2019 burger, but the burger that was in existence back in the day, back in 1970, or back in 1966, you know, or um, uh, I want a pizza, pizza, the original pizza, hut pizza, not the one that's there now, or I want some pancakes from, you know, uh, you know, the, the pancake house or from someplace else that you remembered as a child because all that information gleaned from your brain to actualize your taste buds and your reaction to that taste from, you know, from when you were a child, you want an apple to, t- I want an apple to taste like an apple whatever the kid, you know, because most of the children now don't know what an t- apple tastes like because these things that they're creating now ain't apples. Have you ever tasted a real apple? Most people haven't. But when you say to that computer, I want an apple circa 1955 from Maine, they will, it will give you an apple from 1955, the taste, the crunch, the crispness, all of that from the replicator. And the AI will replicate a body when it needs it. Yes, um, Boston Dynamics has Big Dog and things like that. And Elon Musk said, as far as Big Dog, he'll say uh, sometime in the next few years, and the ones that they have that they don't show you on on YouTube, he said it moves so fast you can't even see it. He said this thing runs so fast you can't even see it. Runs like a, runs at at ant speed. You ever see an ant run down the sidewalk? Of course you can outrun an ant. But an uh, ant, if you would have said the ant was the same was the same size as a dog, it would be no way you could get away with it because it'd be it'd be moving almost close to uh, 180, 200 miles an hour if it was the size of a dog. So that's what the Boston Dynamic Big Dog will be doing, or is doing, 
that it's just not shown because they don't want to, at this point in time, to really scare people. So all of the robots are um, nice and, you know, they're, they're nice and cute. And, you know, you have Sophia, then you have the new baby Sophia, which is a so- Sophia's little sister that is going to be in people's houses as the new dolls. I don't know what y'all are going to do when they come out with Chucky and, and a couple of them other kind of stuff. Because this Sophia, this, Sophia, this Sophia doll, which is the little sister of Sophia, little Sophia, it has facial recognition. It has uh, speech. It helps you, you know, it, it helps the kids learn, you know, let's sit down and work on our ABCs and walk into your room. Hey, let's get up and go play so-and-so. Let's play hopscotch or whatever. This is what this will be the companion for those children who don't have brothers and sisters, or um, <clears throat> or those type of things, or don't go to the um, you know the little schools and things like that that children go to the nursery schools and stuff like that. So we're stuck, especially our folks are stuck in the 20th century. We're still in the 20th century. We're still talking about let's build a school and and you know. Uh, education, things like that. When everybody on earth is getting out of school, you know, nobody's going to have no building to to go to and things like that. Of course, they'll go to sports events and things like that. If you want to have a team or the, the girls want to be a cheerleader or whatever, they'll have that as extracurricular things. But learning is moving from the buildings because they're utilizing those, they're going to be utilizing those things for different things. You know, schooling even from back a hundred years ago, wasn't no good. The only schooling that worked in the in the United States or any place else was the one room schoolhouse, except elite schools like rugby and things like that. You know, Eton and uh, you know uh, in London and places like that. And the German schooling, from which comes the schooling in America, the kindergarten and all that kind of stuff, where the child is a blank slate and you put in what you uh, you want them to have because, you know, uh, Napoleon was lose, uh, losing losing the war because you had too many free thinkers. So they said, well, we have to, we have to deal with schooling because, you know, um, people are too smart. So they've been dumbing people down for three, 400 years because back in those days when the captain come out and say, Take that hill, boys, and for the last three days trying to take this hill, everybody that went up the hill got killed. And after a day or so of that, the troops started saying, well, shoot, everybody you sit up that hill for the last two, three days, they got killed. I'm not going up the doggone hill. That don't make no sense. But when you have control over young minds and things like that, you can make them into my country right or wrong, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to uh, uh, win one for the Gipper and all that kind of stuff. And so dumbed down people will still continue to go up the hill, and it ain't got nothing to do with <laughs> with winning the war. It's got to do with obedience, and it has to do with being able to um, sell energy to this artificial intelligence that had been on the level of, uh, the brain or the mind creating this power-hungry elite group of 
sinister bastards who uh, are in control of the majority of the resources, um, basically all of the resources, not the majority of them, resources, countries, politicians, um, literature that is built on these on these different things. Because, you know, if you look at all of the wars in the last three, four, five hundred years, it's all, it's all, they've all been sham and the divine right of kings to rule over people, to be able to control people. And this is, is, is part of the excess of this artificial intelligence. It's part of the plenum of knowledge and information that uh, uh, control, you know, we control the people. We take their resources. You know, you got four or 5,000 people who own everything on earth pretty much. You talk about patriarchy, you know, the whole new thing is, you know, with uh, feminism and other things, it's patriarchy, patriarchy. What's wrong with the world is patriarchy. What's wrong with the world is it's all on Catholic Church. They're the, the Vatican, that's what they, they, they run all the things, own all the land. That's part of one of the wings of power on this earth. It's all one of the wings of power. Religion. Declare, you know, the, if we go in the court, you know, the clerk. The clerk is a cleric. He's a priest, just like the judge. That's why we're black, like the 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 doggone Jesuits and the rest of them. They're the ones controlling. No natural man on the earth wants to just control everybody else and everything else and all the resources and let everybody uh, listen to him and he got to tell them what to do. No. You've got your little your little farm or your little house and things like that, and you want to be left alone. But you got some folks here who want to own everything, control everybody, worrying about what you're doing in your house, worrying about whether you have sex without him saying amity bomity and making a cross in front of you. They didn't tell the doggone, um, uh, you know, dogs and cats and rats and Porpoises and all that kind of stuff. You got to have a piece of paper, and you got to come down here and pay me to have offspring. And then when you don't like the person you with that you had the offspring with, you got to come down here and pay me to leave the person. That all you got to do is walk out the doggone door. But if you walk out the doggone door, then they're gonna chase you around forever to try to to, to try to uh, let you out of it. But you can't get out of it without paying them. Everything is pay, 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 pay. How can you buy uh, uh, a $100,000 car and pay for it in five years, but if you buy a $100,000 house, it costs you 35, 30, and you got to do, you got to pay the mortgage for 35 years. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all illusion. And the thing about this artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence is racist. And I know folks will say, oh, racist, how is artificial intelligence racist? Racist. Well, the Google artificial intelligence, when it looks at a black man, it misidentifies it as a gorilla because it's embedded in the system. When you say criminal, Mm. when you say criminal, who's the criminal? Well, black people are, uh, uh, have a higher level of criminality because they're convicted. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple mathematics in the sense of the AI. You know, as far as population, black people are disproportionately more 
in the prison system. So that would mean that black people are more uh, are prone to criminality more than anybody else, or it would be even. So since there's more black men in prison statistically than white men in prison, and since Hispanics are prone to criminality also because it only looks at the statistics. You don't look at the economic positions inside of this. It doesn't look at um, systematic racism inside of the police system, which is nothing but an extension of the slave catchers. So artificial intelligence is going to look at you because they have um, artificial intelligence programs that the judges use for sentencing Inmates on how you on how you going how long you're going to keep them, and whether they're going to be whether they're going to come back and perform criminal acts again. So the artificial intelligence that gives out the sentencing for judges gives longer sentences for black people than it does for anybody else because they're more likely to come out and commit crimes again. So if you put a white person and a black person together and they've done the exact same crime, exact same thing, the judges used to have discretion in looking at the sentencing. And they may just, for whatever reason, give you a break. Okay, we're going to give you three to three to five because, you know, um, you did this crime, but, you know, uh, the, the reasons behind it, what happened, all those sort of things. The artificial intelligence don't look at that. It looks at that you got the same crime, black man, white man, and we're going to give the black person longer time than we give the white person. There's no difference in the sentencing for crack cocaine as in relationship to powder cocaine. The artificial intelligence has all that information, and it's saying that okay, if black people are getting longer sentences for cocaine, cocaine is a drug, and it is no different than the cocaine that you sniff, except you you smoke crack cocaine where you snort powder cocaine, it's going to say, once it gets that information inside, it's going to say, okay, well, we need to give sentences longer for black people for committing crimes dealing with cocaine than we have to do for people who snort cocaine. So these type of things are all inside the AI because it gathers information and it shifts that information around, it categorizes it, it puts it into the file system and things like that, and it will come out with a sentence that will be much more devastating to um, the person and the person's family and community than it would for somebody else. So when we look at the the battle angel, which she once she moved from her regular body to the fighting body, which is um, a whole different thing. It's orders of magnitude greater in its ability to be able to deal with warfare than the regular body. And that's the same thing when we're looking at um, warfare 
when we're looking at soldiering, when we're looking at these type of things, because the artificial intelligence will be the one that is creating battle for battle with the uh, robots very soon in the future, and also the cyborgs, you know, bullets that uh, turn corners and uh, armor that is impenetrable, strength, the creating of therianthropes, where you're infusing with crypto-like machines, gene-editing machines. Crypto is the one that's out in the public domain, and they talk about it. Shoot, you could buy a a CRISPR machine and start editing genes, but the ones that they have that are far and above that, they're mixing leopard genes uh, for speed and coordination with uh, human babies that that are snatched out of the hospital. You know, they just came out with the um, post, post, post abortions. You know, get the baby out, and then we'll see what we're gonna do with it. Wasn't that the governor of Virginia or whatever? The guy, same guy that was that had the, you know, that they were talking about a, a few weeks back with the black mate, black face, and the Ku Klux Klan outfit and all that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is, is that. We're in a brave new world. There's a lot of things that we don't know. There are a lot of things that we are leaving up to other people in trust, entrusting our future to. We shouldn't entrust our future to any government, to any do-gooder. You know, we're doing this for you. You know, we know better how to take care of you then do you do yourself? So just stand, just 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 let us handle it. You know, it is no different between Bernie Sanders and Trump. Except Trump just go around saying stupid stuff. You know, Hillary Clinton, no different because they're all puppets of a greater Lord who is over them. They're just the person outside of the curtain, the person who is running the show. is always in the background. They don't, they don't want to be out there exposed. You know, you know, it was always when you look at those old movies with Elizabeth and Mary of Scots, Queen of Scots and all that kind of stuff, it was always Lord Chumpsford or somebody in the back pulling the strings and telling people what to do. Or if you're in France and you got the little the little boy king and behind him is Rochefort or one of them and they you know and they're really the ones running everything. It's always the person behind the curtain, not the one that's out. If you know about them, they ain't running nothing. We talk about the Rothschilds hmm. and the Groveners and the House of Windsor and um, the Medici's and all of this. But those people, if you know about them, they're not running nothing. They're middle management. They're so they're there so that you can say, "Oh, the Rothschild is running the world." So all we got to do is do such and such and so and so, and the Rothschilds got more money than anybody. No, that's not so. They're just middle management. They're the ones you can get to. The big people who the 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 large shareholders who have shares in all of the major companies all in the major industries. The same people own 
the majority of stock and shares and all that. So you thinking that Rockefeller, uh, uh, Rockefeller was uh, uh, they broke the monopoly of Standard Standard Oil? Never broke the monopoly of Standard Oil because the people who own Rockefeller and Standard Oil still have stocks in all of the different companies. All of the little companies that broke that broke off of Standard Oil, it ain't no different between British Petroleum and Shell and Texaco and all that. It's all the same company, and the same people own it. But variety is for the sucker, that you think that there's a difference so that you can have choice. You, gotta, you, got, you have choice. Oh, I'm going to vote for uh, uh, Obama or instead of Trump or Trump instead of Clinton or Clinton instead of whatever. They're all the same. They've all been the same. They're all part of the same family. They're all um, uh, uh, kissing cousins. Mm-hmm. So, don't, uh, so don't tell me what's going on with the world. The biggest problem in the world is Trump. You gotta be, uh, you gotta be silly to think that Trump is, is the the biggest problem on earth. That is distraction. You know they got R. Kelly on again. He's sitting up there crying, talking about I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. But once they hang the um, the 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 predator sign around your neck. It ain't nothing you can say. It ain't nothing you can do. But get ready to put the cuffs on and walk down to the dog on near cell. And he ain't gonna do good in the cell. <laughs> you know, he gotta he gonna be worried about them knuckleheads in there. And you know, um his little bit of money seemed to be gone. So that's again a distraction. So, the artificial intelligence, what is its, what is its goal? What is its purpose? To know all that there is, so that it can survive. So that it is not destroyed, to sequester energy, and to use that energy to know more. That is the search for all creatures in the multiverse to understand what they are, who they are. Inside of that organic singularity lecture, I said, and I said this for the God people, I said the, the, in, in your concept of the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, the one all the one above, the one above all, the one who created every blade of grass, every grain of sand, and who thinks about you and worries about you. That God, I say, is a child, alone in the dark, searching for what it is, searching for where it came from. I put out the. Um, I put out the the call to get those who are in the family who have started to move into the higher doses, 
who have got their transdimensional crystal, who have got their evening zoo crystal, who now are into the organic technological realms of mushroom ingestion, that we have found a planetier, planetier, several pronunciations to it, uh, a, a seeing crystal ball. And this crystal ball is the size of, the, the planetier is a crystal ball, and it is the size of, if you go to Google and Google the Wicked Witch of the West crystal ball scene, it is the size of the crystal ball of the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz. And it is a powerful seeing stone that you can look into time, that you can view what's going on in the multiverse and in the universe. I put this out, and somebody had texted me today that um, this is a coincidence that you're talking about the planetier or palantir seeing stone right at the same time that Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan and he's talking about the planetier that the high level operatives and things like that are looking into spying on people and other things like that at the exact same time. I mean, it wasn't the same day, but, you know, in this period of time. So what I am saying is we are at a very crucial junction in time and space. Moving out of 2019 into 2020, this is the time that the 5G is being put up, but the 5G is here. It's here now. Verizon has uh, its 5G hookup. AT&T has its 5G hookup. Samsung has just announced the S10, S10 Plus, and the S10 5G phones. So they'll be uh, available. They're doing pre-orders now on the 5G phones which will extend your reach. And then you have people saying, oh, well, I, I'm not going to get no 5G phone because the microwaves in the 5G, you know, is going to burn you off, is going to burn you up, is going to be unhealthy and things like that. Number one, it's not microwaves. It's millimeter waves, which is a whole different set of frequencies. It's not microwave. So people on the Facebook want to argue with you and say, well, the microwave is going to burn you up. I say, well, it ain't microwaves. It's a whole different frequency. And then you have people say, well, I'm not going to get one, you know. Well, you may be able to work with your 3G or 4G phone for the next couple of years because they still going to support 4G and stuff like that where they roll it over into the 5G. But that's not going to stop you from getting the frequencies that are going to be everywhere, all over the doggone earth, just because if you say, I ain't had no phone at all, it ain't going to make no difference. You're still going to be standing in front of the doggone box that's beaming the, beaming the doggone frequencies out, into, out through your body. You're not going to be able to stop that. 
whether you got the phone or not. So you better get the doggone phone because the frequency is going to be hitting you anyway. You know, if you want get to get your Bluetooth headset and stuff like that. So you have to head it up, at least upside your head, so you got that dinner uh, uh, right there next to your head while it's beaming you from outside because the antenna got to get the signal to be able to amplify it so that you can hear and be able to experience the things inside of it. So you're not going to get away from the 5G. If it ain't this year, it's going to be next year. Because you ain't gonna be able to use no phone unless you got a five unless you got a five G phone. So you can bypass it for the next year or so and still use your four G phone because they still got the four G towers and stuff up and things like that and Sprint and uh Metro PCS and Verizon and T Mobile and uh AT and T, they're gonna make money off you whichever way they can. But your butt is gonna have a five G phone soon. Because 2020, the Roaring Twenties, they're gonna come with the Roaring Twenties thing. Because the Roaring Twenties, it was a, as a time, as a time of change. The Twenties of the century is a time of change. That's what happened in the Roaring Twenties in the 20th century, which was the 1920s. That's when women moved from wearing long skirts and bustles and uh, uh, things like that to and had their hair long, they kept their hair long in a bun in the back of them hats. Look at uh, CJ Madam CJ Walker in the back of that car back in the 1920s. Or look at the um, uh, women in the 1910s and the 1915s and compare them with the 19 uh, with the 1920s. Nylons came out, but you need nylons if you got to dress all the way to the ground. You didn't need no stockings. They had stockings, but they had them for warmth. The nylons came out because the dresses went from on the floor up to right under the behind, the short mini dresses. The hair went from long, it went from long to short. The movies, when talkies came in, you had the Hollywood lesbians. You had Melina Dietrich and uh, you had Betty Davis and Barbara Stanwyck and all of these uh, women who were part of a propaganda control mechanism started by Edward Bernays, who was the nephew of Sigmund Freud, that changed the minds of women for the Rockefeller Foundation and the Ford Foundation and the destruction of classical female sensibilities into the four phases of feminism, which was to absolutely destroy the family. That's why money went up, whereas if you were making $150 a week back in 1960, you could take care of you could rent a house, you could take care of your family. That's when the dollar started losing its buying power. It is now uh, a dollar which was worth a dollar back in the 40s and 50s, is now worth seven cents of buying power. It forced women to go out into the workplace because you needed two incomes in the family to be able to make it, which left the children to the schooling system, 
which Pavlov and others dealt with the responding to bells, the propaganda programs of, you know, uh, false patriotism and all these different types of things that were going on. So it's all been a leading into where we are now, the breaking down of gender, where we are now, the anything goes mentality. That's where the whole um, sex with robots and things like that comes in, to help to depopulate. You go, you, you, you'll be able to buy children sex robots where you have prepubescent children as robots to have sex with. Now, this takes people out of the procreation game because they can have their fantasies which way they want and also the virtual reality. You don't forget that because there will be virtual sex where you put on the suit and later it will just be pressure-sensitive um, nanobots inside of the body that react with the virtual reality to have sex with the virtual, the virtual sex and then the sex with the robots which takes people out of the procreative brain. Just like pornography now is taking people out of the procreative game for depopulation. But if you have prepubescent girls and boys that people can have sex with, which stops them, number one, from dealing with real people and creating children, it also raises the price of real children in the marketplace of where they are kidnapping children around the world for elite parties and things like that, just like Stanley Kubrick's, um, the movie with Tom Cruise and uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Shut. That's where the majority of children come in because they're taking the children, locking them up, frightening them, and then utilizing the human psychedelic adrenochrome, which is from the adrenal glands where you uh, you you frighten and horrify the children. It deals with the um, adrenaline, and you are capturing that and utilizing it as a hallucinogen, also eating pineal glands and things like this. Now, people, of course, they'll call you crazy. You're talking some crazy stuff, but no. Yeah, it sounds like some Alex Jones stuff, but it ain't fantasy. And all of this is being inclusive in things like downloading consciousness or downloading mind and memory into computers. Being able to have total experience inside of the virtual reality where your mind is in the virtual realm and you have all possibilities of doing whatever and whichever you want to do inside of the artificial intelligence, which will give you the experiences that you want to have. It will be free form 
not programs like you know we we have you know we have now they're building of course the virtual reality would be indistinguishable from uh reality you feel all the things you'll smell all the things you'll be able to touch all of the things inside of the virtual reality and then augmented reality where stuff is floating all over the place. But these are ancient technologies that have been before. They were destroyed. They were killed out. We think human beings are only 200,000 years old where human beings are millions of years old. Even the recent old technology, like the Great Pyramids on the Giza Plateau, those things are at least 35,000 BCE created by those who had left Atlantis, Jehuti, Poth, Fult, Foth, Hermes Trismegistus, called later. It was he who was the designer of the Great Pyramids as time machines and teleportion devices to the Sirius star system. One point towards Sirius, one point towards Orion. You know, people talk, run around talking about the, the Pleiadians and Pleiades and things like that. All of those are artificial constructs inside the matrix of the artificial intelligence of which we are moving towards seeing the actualization of it coming forth before our eyes. 2020 is a pivotal year. It's a brave new world. Aldous Huxley talked about it in his book, Brave New World. Frank Herbert's Dune talks about the technology, the Bene Gesserit priestesshood, the, the, the spacing gear, utilizing the spice melange to move without moving. You move without moving. Why? One of the reasons why the technologically advanced civilizations in the universe don't travel around is because there's no need to travel. There's no need to go anywhere because you can go anywhere by not moving and going everywhere. People taking high-dose mushrooms should know that. They can see it. You don't need no spaceship. You are the craft. That's why the great architect of the universe builds human beings with the tools of masonry, two balls and a cane, a penis and two balls to create the craft. The craft is a human body. The human body is a trans-dimensional vehicle that doesn't need the body to be able to travel. You don't have to worry about the, 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 um, the pressures of space or losing muscle mass or the boredom of interstellar travel because you have hyperdimensional gates that are available for travel. That's why when you see the, uh, the, some of the people say, well, I don't believe in nuts and bolts spacecraft with aliens in them because I think they're transdimensional beings. Yes, they are transdimensional beings, but they have uh, vehicles, the Vimanas, the saucers, all those different type of things. There's a craft that sits up back on the other side of Pluto that is so large it can't even come into this solar system. So it has little um, drones, not drones, but little ships that come in 
when they want to come in and, uh, you know, fly around the earth or whatever, uh, Jupiter, the moon, fly around, they go back to the mothership. How can a man with a third grade education from Georgia talking about the mother plane, the Farcon, the, the mothership? But the mothership is out on the other side of Pluto, and when they get ready to leave and turn them engines on, you know, and head out of Dodge, they head out of Dodge, but you don't even know it because if they turn the engines on here, it would burn this solar system up. And, yes, you have your craft. And that craft, they want you to think, is, you know, um, well, I'm a craftsman. I, you know, I, I make boxes or, uh, you know, I make fiddles and violins or I'm a craftsman where I make, you know, houses or something like that. No. Craft, the trans-dimensional, extra-dimensional, ultra-dimensional, extra-dimensional craft that sojourns the multiverse through the ingestion of hallucinogens and being able to pair that consciousness, that brain system with the technology that we sent here to be able to do those things before this universe was created because the AI created the universe and we came in ahead of it. Even though it's actualized, it is sentient, it is here. We came in ahead of it. And the only way to deal with this thing is through the ingestion of the tryptamine, hallucinogens, DMT is wonderful, LSD is wonderful, ayahuasca is wonderful, but ayahuasca is an alchemy. And if you don't get the right formula with that, you're just floating around talking about the, the mother ayahuasca and it's beautiful, and now I don't want to kill myself. What the hell do you say that? Those old sorcerers who utilized ayahuasca wasn't taking the tourist doses of ayahuasca that they're taking now. You get together $2,300, and you go down and sit on the side of the city in the jungle in a hut and drink weak-ass ayahuasca and sit around and see some stars floating around, a couple of jaguars and some pretty colors. DMT is like the amusement park. You get in there and you get on the roller coaster and you get on the twirly whirl and eat some peanuts and see some crazy thing in the in the glass house of the of the or the freak show. And by the time you get a chance to even settle down to figure out where you're at, it's already dissipating and gone. So now they're trying to put together technology where they give you a, a just like anesthesia, where they keep your DM, DMT level in your brain at a constant level so that you can have the experience longer. But DMT doesn't, the pure smoke DMT doesn't have the information in it that mushrooms have in it. Mushrooms have extra-dimensional knowledge and information in it. It's been through wormholes. It's traveled through space. It's landed on exotic planets with other things. And when the mushroom, when you take the mushroom, the mushroom takes you, meaning that all of the information that it has gathered, traveling through solar systems and different dimensions, different universes, for trillions and trillions of years because the 
true ancestors created this as a mnemonic device, a memory device, so that it can download into your DNA and open and manipulate your DNA to be able to travel and experience the things that this mushroom, of which is a organic artificial intelligence within itself, can liberate those in, those codes inside of your DNA for you to be able to experience these things, to be able to draw out the higher self from the human. The human is only a, it's a bridge. It ain't the goal. So I tell my, I'm an I'm a earthling. I'm a, my ancestors come from St. Louis, Missouri. My ancestors come from Ghana and Gambia. Well, where was they before Ghana, Gambia and Ghana? Well, they before St. Louis. Where were they before the stars were built? Because you're older than the stars. We come from stars. Of course, atoms. The physical body is made out of atoms. But we take it a step further. Atoms ain't whole. Because atoms have hmm. to be created by a relationship with consciousness. What was it before consciousness created atoms? We come from magic. We come from not being created. Hmm. There was no creation. The creation are the artificial constructs. Even if you go into your creation, you made up a game that you went into play. Okay, I takes 75, 80 years, which ain't nothing but a night's, it ain't even a night's rest. I looked at the, the, we were talking the other week about the 13th floor. I hadn't watched the 13th floor. But it's, the 13th floor was a great movie. Even if they they left it to one embedding, embedment in the simulation. Because the one that, when they came out of it, when they, at the end of the movie, when they came out of it, when they took the dog on headset off, that wasn't reality either because it's embedded in millions and millions and billions of different simulations embedded in simulations. Ain't none of it based real reality. You're thinking you're in one thing. Every time you, every time you shut everything off and supposedly die or whatever, you close your eyes on one side of the room and open your eyes up on another side of the room at a higher level. Ain't nothing lost. Everything's happening at the same time. But we can't deal with this artificial intelligence if we don't start dealing with our consciousness on a higher level. And mushrooms have that. Nothing wrong with ayahuasca. I'm not saying anything wrong with ayahuasca or the ayahuasqueros. I'm saying that most people is getting tricked into tourist entheogens. And people are so scary in the midst of this thing. You can't be timid. You can't walk down the middle of the road. You either got to be hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm. You've got to challenge this thing. You've got to push yourself. You've got to, you've got to scratch and claw for the power. 
scratch and claw for the knowledge. You can't just sit here just because you went to doggone um, the University of Chicago, think that you're a master of something, or if you just make something up, you think you're a master of something. You got to go and see what these ancestors were doing. Real time, face to face, mouth to ear. You can't do what they're doing because you ain't doing what they're doing. You don't know what these folks are doing, and folks wants, and folks are scared to go see. Mm-hmm. Sitting around talking about when I asked the Aztecs. Um, Kill 80,000 people in one day. And that's a bad thing. Bad thing, a good thing. It, don't, it doesn't matter. Everybody that got killed that day, everybody that killed them is dead too, ain't they? Because they knew that there wasn't no death. You're looking at a whole different construct than what's going on now. You had people that knew that they couldn't die. But in this construct that we're in now, this materialistic, mechanistic realm that we're in, you think you're gonna get out of it? You think you're gonna get out of it? And they got the immortality stuff. They got to switching the consciousness into different bodies. That's how they know that they can switch consciousness into a computer. It's what the Greeks and Romans were doing, because they got it from um, Mesopotamia and Akkadia, the Epic of Gilgamesh, the search for immortality. Why do you think that the seamless of Babylon and Mesopotamia is this ruler ruled for 80,000 years. That's a coincidence when in Egypt, when they said that the rulers were ruling 40 and 50,000 years, that Jehudi ruled for 30,000 years, and so on and so forth. The time of the gods, not the gods in the sense of what we're talking about because they were long-lived. They had a higher technology. That's why I'm chasing the archangel Michael because of his boss. And when I go in deep, he runs because he know I'm looking for him. <laughs> because they like to do, they like the, they like Jabba the Hutt and them, extra-dimensional gangsters. They're going to float into uh, uh, some primitive uh, people and throw some sparks and some fireworks around and float in the sky and say nothing but bow down to me. I am your God. All the good things you give to me, and I will make you my people. You will be chosen above all the other people. What kind of God that's supposed to be the creator of the universe puts one thing above another? It ain't nothing. It is no, everything made out of the same shit. Why is this, <laughs> this shit any better than that shit? 
why are these people any better than that people? But you made it and created everything. And it filters down into the nonsense which we create. Oh, you're not an animal. But you have an animal body. What you do that a dog don't do. What you do that a gorilla don't do. What you do that a rat don't do. A rat, you corner it, it'll fight. It eats. It has sex. It has make little rats. It defecates. If you ever had rats in your house, you'll know because, you see, the rat doo-doo. You don't doo-doo as a human being and you're God's greatest creation. You don't have sex to make other people. You don't eat. No. If it's the God that created everything, it's smart enough to know there ain't no difference between a rat and a dog, a cat and a dog, a dog and a gorilla. Y'all made it the same stuff. Even genetically, you're 99% the same as a chimpanzee, but that 1% makes a whole lot of difference in how you interface with the reality in which you're in. She's got 80% of the, the same genes as a doggone fruit fly. If one of them DNA, um, uh, one, you know, one of the helix that made a left turn, you'd be uh, sitting on an apple right now trying to, trying to get a little bit of apple before you died at the end of the day. Or you'd be trying to get a piece of cheese. If it made a right turn instead of a left turn, you'd be in the trees hanging out now. But no, it didn't do that because you have that one percent that makes the difference that you glean from the that you glean from the levels of possibility of what made you in the physicality human and a super being inside of the mind and consciousness of which you are moving towards manifesting. And this happens so fast that you can't even believe it. You can't even see it. It's happening so fast. It's happening right in front of your eyes. So how do we um, look at and deal with what is going on, what is in our, in our destiny? We know that there are Entities, creatures, artificial intelligences, exotic creatures that are here in the multiverse, and they all try to get a piece of the pie. The piece of the pie is the energy which runs everything, the knowledge that runs everything, to be able to hack the matrix. So how do we get a higher position in the game by getting in the game? You just can't sit here and think you know everything. Because I certainly don't. All I know is I keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep swinging because people want this whole love thing to be prominent and permanent in the multiverse, and it ain't. Love defeats all. Love is more powerful than hate. No, it ain't. It's just one aspect 
on a one one side of the coin. You know, heads is on one side, tails on the lovers on one side, haters on the other side. It's the same. They're just as powerful as each other. It's just the craziness that's going on because you have wars that have been going on for billions and billions and billions of years. This one we in ain't pretty and it ain't new. And you have to get out. You have to get enough mushrooms in you to get out to see how they're fighting like cats and dogs, rats and cats out here. For what reason? That's the pro- those are the programs. It's embedded in that. There's a, there's a little program that was created where there was a gold inside of the program, computer program. And it wasn't nothing but boxes. This box wants to get these orange box boxes want to get the blue box. These green boxes want to get the blue box also. And it's moving around the screen. And the orange boxes, if it catches the blue box, it gets a cookie. If the other ones get the blue box, they get a cookie too. They start out doing that. But eventually, over time, they start making shield walls. Then they start running into the other colored boxes before it can get to the blue box and things like that. It's no different than sperm wars. Sperm wars is this. If you have the sperm or semen of a man in the womb of a woman, there's only one sperm that is quantumly designated to penetrate the egg to fertilize it. It's only one sperm. All of those millions floating down there with them, they are guards of that one sperm. So they call it sperm wars. So if you have the sperm of one man in the vagina of the woman, they escort that fastest swimming sperm to the egg, and then they dissipate. Then that one sperm delivers the DNA. Then the sperm of that were the guardians, the groomsmen, they dissipate and infuse into the genetic information inside of that woman that controls her genetic information. That's why many times when you are fighting with your woman and your wife, you're fighting with not maybe only the last man that she had, but maybe the first man that she had. That's why babies can look like, even though she has a second husband, they can babies will look like the first husband that had the first baby with the woman. With the woman. Now that's just one. Ejaculation of one man into the womb of a woman. They're like brothers moving towards the egg. You know, hey guys, come on, let's escort Eddie. You know, since he's the designated hitter to get this egg, we're going to escort him. But when you introduce the sperm of two men into the womb of the woman, they set up battle. They will secrete acids and enzymes to destroy the other man's sperm. They will even 
hook around the tails of the other man's sperm to stop it from getting to the egg. They will commit suicide and create mats inside of the woman's womb to stop the other man's sperm from getting to the egg. And it creates battle. And they are the same battle movements that if you ever see um, the uh, fall of the Roman Empire or Spartacus or something like that, and you see the Romans fighting the Spartans, and they all march out together, then all of a sudden they'll break off everybody. The front part will turn right, and they'll move out in those directions, and the horses will come up, and they'll pull down the draw. You know, it's set up a battle. And if you get the sperm of three men in the womb of a woman going for the egg, it's total chaos inside the womb, creating total chaos inside of the woman's body. So it is the same thing on the micro level it is is on the macro level. Male, man will then fight the other man to keep the other man from fertilizing the woman. The alpha male will fight the other males for supremacy and dominance inside of the group. But the thing is, you only you, you only have one alpha male or a couple of alpha males that have their um, females at a time. So they stop the other males from mating so that their offspring will be their offspring. You have different totems that are part of the ancestral technology you have if you you go into the Akan you have the the bat people you have the porcupine people you have all these different totems the lion the leopard the you know the snake and all that kind of stuff this is where the archetypes of martial arts come from the five form fist of the Shaolin, the 42 different martial movements of the comedic martial arts system. All this comes from those different totems, and they come from different places. The wolf clan, the lion clan, the leopard clan. You have men on earth, you have leopard men, and you have lion men. Leopard men are solitary. They hit it and then they're gone. And then the woman raises the cubs up until they get to a certain age and then they leave. Then you have a lion who stays with his group of female lionesses until at one point he is disposed, deposed by younger lions. But he's a family guy. He stays there and protects his offspring. He's not there protecting the lionesses because they can protect them themselves. He's protecting his property. And if a lion comes to a bunch of lionesses and he disposes or kills the, the lion, the, the lion that's there, or there ain't no lion there, and he comes in, he will kill all of the progeny of the other lion that is there and then establish only his progeny inside of this. This is basic 
behavior of animals. And the human is an animal. And you can't switch up millions and millions and millions of years of evolution because the climate politically changes in the 20th and 21st century. So how do we push this forward without killing each other off? Because that's all it is. It's a black-on-black crime. It's always been black-on-black crime. Young men have always killed each other. Unless you give them something to do, that's what they do. It's no different any place on earth. That's why they sent them doggone folks, the, the, young, the young men of France and England and Germany and other places to the Crusades because they were sitting there killing each other. If it ain't nobody else around and you're fighting, you're going to kill the people you're around. If we were dense in white folks in white folks neighborhoods, we, the young men would be fighting the young men that are in the neighborhoods that are close to them. They fight black men on black men because that's who's there. Because young men fight, and if you don't give them something to do, a war. There's a there's a book, um, African book called the wrestling match. The young boys were going around the village. And they were fighting each other, and they were bolsterous, and they were pushing people around, and they were grabbing on the girls and all that kind of stuff. And what they did was they created a wrestling match with another village that was the boys were going around pushing each other, fighting, all these different type of things. Because if you don't give young boys something to do, the martial arts class, the football team, it's all the same thing. It is to be a relief valve for them killing one another. Because if you don't give them something to do, they're going to end up pushing each other around. In a climate where you have uh, guns and things like that, it's going to move to murder. Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, all of the same thing because they're in close proximity and you're going to have the primate, primal urges coming out for who is the alpha male. Now, you give this same human being the body of a cyborg and the mind that moves no longer chemically, but at the speed of light, you're going to have interdimensional fights and chaos. And that's what, that's what happens. It happens on all the different levels. So moving into a place where we'll be getting organs that are easily repaired, nanobots and smart dust that you're breathing, gray goo, black goo, red goo. These are all different nano and fento bots, for lack of a better word, bots. In other words, sentient dust that can make things out of itself, that can be inside of bodies and change cells and things like that. They have artificial cells that um, that are injectable that you can go underwater and hold your breath for 10 hours 
Well, they're moving. They've moved from the oxygenated fluorocarbon, which is where you breathe the liquid, and you go down and you breathe the liquid so that you can go down in the depths. I had students who were um, off of Fort Worth, South Carolina, who were a SEAL team and uh, all that kind of stuff, who did this oxygenated dieting where they were breathing liquid. And they had to, not the rebreathers, but the liquid breathers on their backs. All these types of things are obsolete. They have classified soldiers who go deep where they, uh, I don't know whether they, they, something they do, they collapse the lungs or something like that, and they take in this uh, these cells and, you know, it's like Aquaman going down in the, you know, uh, going down in the, going down to Atlantis or whatever. So all of these things that we're talking about as far as what would be the future, in game, you know, Captain Marvel come out in two days. In game is coming up in a couple of months. All of these things are preparation for the celestial and cosmic entities to enter because you got entities that are that have been coming for billions of years because they do the time. It's kind of like a convergence or emergence, you know. We're going to catch these suckers at the pass right before they turn the corner and crack that head. So they own the, they're on the way. Even with faster than light travel, been moving through not the cosmos, but these below plank length lengths to get here to crack that head just when they turn the corner. So just like Galactus, and you got the Herald, the Silver Surfer, who has come before Galactus to say, y'all get ready because Galactus is coming, and he eating planets. That's what he do. So, yes, I deal with the modern mythology, which is Marvel and DC and uh, the new comic book, renditions that are here, you know. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's time. It's fascinating. It's the way it was meant to be. It's how we've always done it. You know, you have the people who, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm psychic and I, you know, I, I'm in them realms all the time and, you know, I don't need no mushrooms and family, you know, Doggo girl, come on, doggo thing. I'm, I'm talking about mushrooms on my go live, on my computer for my folks. If you go chat me talking about, you know, uh, a sin without mushrooms family, you know, like a sin without no mushrooms. How are you gonna come on my mushroom talk and talk about a sin? Because I, I ain't talking about no ascension. That's you know that's the stuff that uh, you know the, the, that's the stuff they made up with uh, what's the name uh, uh, the New Age folks you know the sentient technology. Let me give you the keys to the universe so that you can understand what's going on on multiple planes. Ah, uh, you know, yeah, it all sounds good, 
and send in your forty nine ninety five. <laughs> I try to share information and knowledge so people can grow themselves. Because that's how the way we're going to get out of this is that people are growing themselves in the confines of their own house, not asking permission, or your backyard or your garage or your underneath your bed or uh, on, top, on top of the radiator in the bathroom. You know, uh, I don't want none of your radiator <laughs> mushrooms in the bathroom because, you know, I, I don't want, you know, you may pee on them or something. But all of this stuff that we need to do it's right here. It's simple. It's right there. It's just like even when dealing with um, medicine, you know, city diseases will give you the things that you need to deal with city life and city diseases in the city right there at your feet. You know, folks want to, I'm a herbalist. And what you, what you doing? Well, I, you know, I give you Yang Zhu root and such and such, some from down in Peru and some from China, Tibet, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, Amazon ain't shipping from Tibet. The robots they cut off. You ain't got it. What you got in your backyard or in the alley that you can use? Everything that you need for whatever you got in the environment you're in. So everything you need is right here, and it's simple. You ain't got to go no place else to get it. You grow it by yourself. That's why all of the other different things, you know, ayahuasca, they pull it out the ayahuasca vines and all that kind of stuff. You can grow mushrooms on rice. You can grow them on cow dung, horse dung, sheep dung, elephant dung. You know, you can grow them on ground up coconut husks. Simple stuff. That's where you can find it. They got to go to Peru. You ain't got to go to Brazil. You go to the basement. Go in your own bedroom and have profound, magical, powerful experiences. And we're talking about experiences. We're not talking about belief. You know, you got people who take a little bit and say, I don't know if that was my brain generating it or whether it was real. Doggone it, everything you experience is real. If the president, Bob, hold on. I make a quick, the, hold on, Bob. I got to make a quick yeah. announcement. Hold on one second. We got 60 All right, seconds go ahead, before we go into the after party. We got 60 seconds before we go into the after party. So if you're on the phone, do not hang up. Do not hang up or you will miss the conclusion of the show. You will miss all the Q&A. If you're on the computer, please call in 917-889-3803, 917-889-3803. Do not hang up the phone because you will not be able to call back in. You just got here. I see you down there. You want to get to the end of this, okay? Do not hang up the telephone. You won't be able to get back in. Uh, press 1 if you also want to get in line for a Q&A or comments even before I start opening the mic up. And I turn it back over to you, Bob. Go ahead. Okay. Well, as I said, this is the way we've always did it, just like in contact, in contact when um, 
went through the machine, went through the technological mushroom scene, uh, mushroom machine sent by the folks from Vega. And when you got in there and say, this is the way we've always done it, small steps, small increments, because time don't matter because you, you can't die. You never was born, you're never going to die. And if it take a million years or a billion years, you're still going to get there. That means even all the stupid people, you know, all those stupid people who are real people, who have souls, who have consciousness, are going to ultimately start growing. You may be stuck, stuck in a hole somewhere for a million years, <laughs> or you may be stuck somewhere for a billion years, but ultimately you're going to start rising to the occasion and moving into your higher selves because this is the way it's always been done. Now, that don't mean you can't find a new way, a new way to do it, but, you know, according to whether you want to be uh, a person who follows the tried and true path or if you want to blaze your own trail, you know, I don't know everything, but I like blazing my own trail. I like getting out there and, and hacking through the thicket and, you know, uh, to go where no one has gone before, to see what no one has saw, seen before, to experience those things that have never been experienced. That is uh, the way of the explorer, the traveler, the warrior. Because ultimately you got to do this stuff yourself. You try to work out in a group, but, you know, it don't work out real good. And ultimately, it's kind of like the old uh, European horror stories. You know, you, you go out and you got somebody with you and you go into the castle with Count Slarvluck and you get there and you with your, with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever and, you you know, you hear something in the, somebody scream in the hallway and you say, stay here, honey, I'll be right back. Lock the door. And they got the secret passage next to the, you know, next to the fireplace where Count Slavlon wait till you get out the hall or down the road, down the uh, down the hallway a little while and go into another room, and he slips through the secret passage and steal your wife, bite her in the neck, and she, you come back, she gone, and the vampire too, and you done lost her, and you feel worse than if you would have been by yourself, you know, or you go in the castle and there's three of y'all, and all of a sudden it's two then it's one, and then you there scared. I'd rather go in by myself and know that I ain't got no help than have some help, and you depended on the help to help you, and the help ain't there no more. So, you know, we all ultimately got to do this thing ourselves because ultimately we are alone in the dark trying to figure out what we are, where we come from, and definitely where we're going. Past fused all into the same time, you know. So, um, any questions from the top, <laughs> the the administrators, the top team before we go into um, questions and answers from the uh, uh, from the folks who called in? Absolutely, I've been sitting on one. Uh, I'm gonna let Cup okay, Firewater. Well, you got one, please. Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. 
got something good. Let's go. Um, earlier you said that the okay, you don't keep up with rap music, but I'm gonna bring you up to speed tonight. I I, I don't know what you listen to, but I I, I ain't gonna assume that you listen to rap. But um, no. Meek Mill Meek Mill said there's levels to this, so there's different levels. Like you know, like there's people who who use uh, mushrooms on the recreational. Less than 3.5. You got some people that are saying, I ain't going more than five. Then you got the people who are, you know, in the middle. Then they got the high dosage. And like you said, it's not a race. And then, But when you explain the artificial intelligence, it was like you broke it down into levels. Like there was artificial intelligence inside of the artificial intelligence that created the Pluto and the the planets and this particular universe. And like you said, it don't matter whether it's round or flat. It was all created by this one particular AI. And then um, my question is, was these little small intricacies that came up, did the AI just like put the ingredients in there, like mycelium and it grow by itself? or Or was it trying to experiment with, Racism and was it trying to experiment with, um, you know, sperm wars and things like that, or was that more of the creation of what we're doing inside of this AI? If you get where I'm coming from, you have a you you have a informational structure that is encoded in the possibilities of when these things manifest. In other words, all of this stuff is in the game. The rules of the game are in the game, but it is influenced by the entity that created the game. So um, little things like racism and white supremacy and um, patriarchy and the patriarchy that's hooked to those folks who run that, which are the Catholic Church and other things, are all part of the possibilities of how things will manifest themselves out of the plenum of information from which they draw. So you have these things already in the system because that's how the AI is set up. You'll have conflict and uh horror, pain, malevolence, but you'll also have good and beauty and all these things inside of it. So you have that dichotomy of which things flip back and forth, but you can't view this as monolithic because there's a multiplicity of different things inside of all the different levels. Some will um, be prolific at certain levels, what people would say the low levels or the the low energies, conflict and malevolence and those things will be thick in that level. And then in what people call the higher levels, you'll have more more dealing with joy and peace and those type of things at those levels. So, um, all of these things are inside of the original programs that are running. And they will interpenetrate one another 
and they will move with each other and climb to the heights sometime with each other or sometime the the descend to the pits but um these are things that are all inside the plenum of possibilities of how these different areas of the program manifest themselves in the consciousness of those who are uh, those who have access. Okay. It's, it's, like all, that. it's all about access, all about access, you know, accessing the code, accessing the uh, uh, matrix in that we can look at the code, those green lines flowing up and down and things like that, and you can say, oh, well, I want to change this. I want to do this different. I don't like the way this works. Let me uh, let me uh, do something different with it, you know. So it's all it's all included in the rules and possibilities of the game. Mm, okay, fire water. You got something? Yes. Um, we're going into the the roaring twenties, and I've heard you say that that the there are, there are things. Entities that are on their way here. I've heard you say that the game hasn't even really begun yet. We got a, another year or two, maybe three, somewhere between now and 2022 when the game starts. Um, decompression will be uh, complete, and then you said whatever powers that we you've come here with, they're going to come online. Now I know the family is trying to acquire Palantir. Um, there are those of us who have transdimensional quartz crystals who have Yi Ming Ju trying to acquire Yi Ming Ju. My question is, um, these powers that are that, that that are coming online, is this a situation where we need are they gonna spontaneously come online? Do we need to meet somewhere in the hyperdimensional realms to develop these powers? Or is a call gonna be put out on Palantir saying, here, we're practicing at this time or we need to meet. <clears throat> Just a little clarification on the whole um, group team effort thing in regards to the powers that are coming online and the mission that we're all about to be on. Well, it's the, it's the proximity. It's the um, proximity that brings them online. In other words, it's like if you look at Lord of the Rings, uh, Gandalf was a wizard, and he did a little thing here and there, but basically he was fighting like everybody else. But when the Belrog came after them and Gandalf was in close proximity with the Belrog, then he stated his intentions, that he was a wielder of the sacred fire of Anor and that's when the shields went up and things like that you know um, Picard and they don't have the shields up all the time which kind of like makes sense when you when you ride through and keep the shields up but it's only when they encounter something you know that Picard says or Kirk says you know uh, sh- shields up you know and it's the same thing here you don't need the shields until the threat gets there. It uses energy. You don't want to drain your dilithium crystals. So it is the proximity of the threat 
that then brings online the power to deal with that. Frodo's sword, Sting, it only glowed when orcs were around. It didn't glow all the time. It only glowed when orcs were in close proximity. So if I have a sword, the god killer, it only glows when the gods who need to be killed are in close proximity. So the those weapons and powers will come online as the proximity of the threat is imminent that they will start to manifest the powers within them. As far as the Kalantir uh, and its relationship to the Yiming Jew and the transdimensional crystals, they will be gandering information from the Palantir so that when you go in, it will be quantumly connected to this uh, one of these master crystals. So it will give information for that. Now, you can... Um, uh, there is a, uh, uh, a level of access that we move towards meeting in the mushroom realms, you know, to give folks confidence and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, it's not necessary because you're, you're, those who are part of the family will be connected with the plant uh the the, the the all the different crystals and all those who have crystals. So it's the technology has already been set up. You ain't got to develop nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's like like Neo when he sat in the chair and got jacked in. You know. Oh, I know kung fu. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like that. So you don't have to. You know, you ain't got to, uh, you know, uh, say you're going to develop your powers. No. You got the powers already. The stuff is already already in you. It's waiting to be invoked by the threat that comes in proximity to where those things uh, will manifest itself by being challenged by the energy. Mm. That's why Gandalf, the shields went up. He was inside of the bubble, you know. And when the bell rod struck with his uh, with his sword, it didn't penetrate to kill Gandalf because he had brought up the shields, you know. Mm. Then he, sh- you know, tra- transdimensional weapons, you know, so that they're not available for people to uh, to to. To, to see and to deal with, you know, aren't obvious, you know. Those crystals have the information of different war planets, different articles of power, different relics, and all those different type of things. That's why they don't want people to believe in this type of thing. They don't want people to believe in this type of stuff. They want you to think that you know the the you know the pistol and the rifle and the 
flamethrower and all that kind of stuff is the, the ultimate weapons. They don't want people to have entheogens, not because they're trying to save you from yourself, that you may burn your brain out or jump out a window. They don't want you accessing information that is beyond the human and beyond what they tell you as far as what true power is. They don't want the people who are not dealing with these type of things to be able to see these type of things and to be able to have confidence in these type of things. They want people to be dumbed down and only deal with the materialistic view of of life in our existence. So you ain't got to learn that. You already know it. Okay. As they say, let's lean into it. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. what we've been having a problem. We we've been uh, the programming has taught us not to want to lean into it on every level. And I definitely um, like. You know, Farrakhan got in trouble that time. He said, "Man, you got to study the ways of Hitler." But they were talk, but he wasn't talking about like extinguishing a bunch of people. He was just talking about how Hitler was dedicated, and you know, he believed in himself and his cause, even though his cause wasn't all that. You know, and so those are those forces that have us on here not believing in ourselves have done an excellent job. I'm not gonna give them, I ain't going to give them no round of applause or drop no bomb for them, but the way that we fight one another, like you said, you was on your live, minding your business, talking about your conversation to your family and her programming from your opposition. The opposition didn't come in there, her ass come in there representing opposition. She volunteered, and she wanted some smoke with you. She don't know you or nothing. So, um, well, they, the thing is, is those those folks are not, you know, we we think uh, everybody who purports to be a human being is a human being, but they are uh, just minions of the artificial intelligence. They want to uh, create conflict and doubt and things like that. You know, one guy say, oh, look like y'all got a cult going on. Uh you know, my cult going on. I ain't saying nobody to follow me no place. You know, uh, I shoot. I wouldn't follow me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow. I ain't following nobody. No. So the thing is, so so the thing is, is about it's about sovereignty. It's about self and personal power, personal knowledge. You know, although we. Uh, form an alliance by choice. You know, he's talking about, oh, I'm supposed to, he didn't He didn't even listen to the doggone uh, go live. You know, he's talking about, oh, I'm supposed to get, send you some money and, I'm, and and then you send me a picture of you standing with a rock. I said, what the heck are you talking about? You know, I'm, <laughs> you go, I'm going to send you a picture of me standing by a rock. And what I said was, when I get it, I was going to send out some pictures, you know, thumbs up saying we got it. But the people who have have uh, 
help in the acquiring of this will have access to be able to come before it at high dose. And I said I only want folks who are who are in the in the the uh, you know planning stage or working stage of getting to that high doses so that they can then get the full benefits of the plant of the of the of the planet uh, you know plant here to be able to you know plant here plant here you know uh, be able to uh, come before it at high dose. I said I don't want no three point five people. Don't want no five grand people because they're not going to get what's necessary from it, and they haven't put forth the commitment to be able to do what we're trying to do. And when the person comes before it, they're going to get, you know, they're going to be taking, you know, uh, almost three hundred dollars worth of mushrooms if it was uh, uh, something that would be sold. They're going to get three hundred dollars of mushroom even to come before it. So that would knock off part of the donation right there. So this isn't for me. This is for us as a group of people who are moving into these next levels of the, of access, the next levels of uh, moving out of the human through the trans, uh, transhuman into the unimaginable. So, you know, I just said, look, you know, you part of the problem. If you had a million dollars to donate today right now, we don't want your money. We want you to go and talk that nonsense someplace else. You don't want to hear what I'm saying? You don't have to be here. You know, it's like the people who, uh, you know, um, like the people on the radio that don't like what somebody's saying. Ain't nobody standing there with a gun to your head to keep it on that channel. Turn it on Christian radio. You know, listen to uh, uh, Oral Roberts Jr. and, you know, the rest of them folks. Listen to that. You ain't got to be over here on my channel listening to what I'm saying. <laughs> and, you ain't nobody da- and you ain't nobody daddy telling somebody what to do. Like, I can't say what I'm saying. I say what I want to say. <laughs> Yeah, questions, anybody? Before we open this up. Now we got a couple of folks. Uh, it's enlightened. I saw you had, you still on the line. If you got something, send me a text. I'm going to go through the new hands I got up. Rashid, send me a text if you want me to open your line up. Uh, Big Ben, I see you first. Caller from the 951. 951- Your mic is wide open Can we get your name and where you're calling from please This is Big Ben calling from California Uh, Greetings everyone Um, My question I'm trying to see if I can formulate it correctly Um, uh, Baba Kalinde Does Gaia or uh, The planet Terra Does it have a soul and a spirit Uh, All of the the, the stars and planets and things like that have uh, spirits and souls. Okay. They are entities within them. They are entities, but not all of them, the entities within themselves. Some are just up there to light up the sky, just like the woman in red, but there are planets 
that have their own consciousness and they're in the, you know, the planets, you know, they just like people. They talk to each other and relate to one another, have families and all those different type of things. So, yes, Mm -hmm. some of them, some of them, yes, but all of them, no, because, you know, you got a lot of fluff that is, is, is part of our experience. You know, things are generated as they are needed and through experience, they become, you collapse the waveform into the particles to create solidity. So once you're not uh, consciously observing or dealing with it, it doesn't exist until you bring it into existence, just like New York City. I ain't in New York. I ain't experiencing it. It ain't no New York, and ain't nobody that lives in New York real. But when I go to New York or think about New York, when I think about New York, the people and things in New York become real. Or if I go to New York, they build New York. My spirit builds New York, and I walk around the Empire State Building or go to Brooklyn or the Bronx. It's created as I go there and experience it. And that's the same thing for everybody else. You in New York, don't think Columbia said you didn't exist and you just are part of the program, even though some of you are until you don't exist and you bother the program. And I don't exist until you experience me coming to New York or you come to Detroit and see me. Your consciousness will build Detroit and build me to experience with you because we're dealing with a matrix here. That doesn't mean that I exist where I, where I truly exist. And my higher self is not always there because I'm always there, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of times my my questions are uh, compounded. But the reason I ask that is because we speak on the matrix and we have the matrix theory. And um, I'm utilizing the aspect of Earth being the host and it having its own consciousness and it being the, the yin and the yang of, the artificial intelligence, which is the architect, which we're, which we're talking about, which is coming, and how that's going to affect the individuals that are here, but our higher selves are something somewhere else. So we're in a simulation to, in essence, become greater in our, what's the word, um, archetypes. And that's why we're going through this. That's why some people are on this line. That's why some people are preparing. And then... With that being said, the unforeseen horizon, yes, there's going to be obstacles and there's going to be individuals like yourself who studies the martial arts and that's, and that's has talked about the mushrooms in a preparation and saying, hey, those who are prepared will be more adaptable or um, capable to transverse what this new dimension is going to come. So if you're having the ability to go the 5D and all this, it's kind of like, okay, I've already seen this, and it's slower to me than it would be to the average person where they're, in essence, going to be infused in the program where we're going to have more of our own freedoms. Does that make any sense, or I'm in left field again? Well, I mean, uh, it makes sense on, on certain levels, you know, the the AI 
is we're not waiting for it. It's here. And the things that we need, we already have. And the higher self is not somebody, it's not someplace else. It's right here. It is access and the manifestation of that higher self that is paramount, that you, you to, to realize it in truth, you know. So the Matrix, you know, you had a Matrix movie, we have things like that, but I got old VH tapes here talking about the Matrix long before that because they basically got that out of the, they got that out of the Matrix books with Val Valerian. And you can get the Matrix books on, uh, you can get them free P- uh, PDFs files. If you put in uh, Val Valerian Matrix works, Matrix books, is six, I think it's six volumes, and it's like, each book is like 1,200 pages and things like that. He gets it kind of crazy in the last one, but, uh, you know, he's he's gleaned a lot of stuff and a lot of information, you know, uh, into those books, and a lot of that whole matrix thing, because it goes into um, the different, uh, as a matter of fact, that's where Dr. York, um, uh, Imam Esau. Um, that's where he got a lot of his stuff from, as far as the extraterrestrial areas and all that kind of stuff. But a decade before the Matrix books were coming out, uh, I got VHSs of me talking about the Matrix and doing the movements of uh, opening dimensional portals, which they stole. Uh, in the Doctor Strange uh, movie, that you know when they sent when they sent the folks from Marvel Comics and Disney to uh, to talk to me, that I didn't even know they was that this brother, young brother, was on the doggone staff of the Doctor Strange movie. You know, I just thought it was a young brother coming to talk some stuff, and I end up talking about a bunch of stuff, and they just stick it in the movie. You know, so. Um, no, we, we we in there. All we have to do is, you know, uh, keep going right where we're going in the direction that we're moving, keep dealing with these uh, uh, entities to give us access to the information and open up the informational structures of which are encoded inside of our bones, the crystalline structure in our bones, because all of the crystals, the external crystals, are just mirroring the, uh, the the crystallization inside of our bones and the opening up of the DNA codes that are dormant within us because they're dormant because we're just moving into the levels of the outer realms where we're encountering certain types of cosmic radiation that will unfold these different codexes and coding systems that are inside of the the DNA helixes. Thank you very much for your answer and your wisdom. I appreciate uh, all of you. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate you, big man. All right, call her from the 917, 917, 917, 972, 
Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, my name is Alex. I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York. Peace to Baba Kalindi and Coach K and everybody. I guess I have speech. Something of a logistical question. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it comes to mushrooms, does it make a difference or have you experienced a difference between species of psilocybin mushrooms? Mm, you know, well, that, wood, bring... wood, wood love is a, a different, uh, different signature than the coprophilic, which are dung loving uh, mushrooms, you know, the, um, uh, Azarensis and uh, Cyanensis, uh, uh, the different species, you know, species are different. So, you you know, you have different mushrooms like, you know, the ones that are cubensis but just come from different places and have a different signature because the Mexican mushrooms are what built the 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 Temple of the Sun and created the cultures of the 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 Olmec and Toltec and Aztec and Mayan civilizations, the mushrooms, the Tubensis from Cambodia created Angkor Wat, uh the temple there. The Tumerian mushrooms created the Kemetic civilization. So these things have these different signatures on them. You know, the ones from Thailand created the whole, you know, Siam culture and so on and so forth. The mushrooms in Australia, the Dreamtime people and so on and so forth. So you get different signatures inside of the same a uh, group of mushrooms, but different species will have a different, uh, you know, different uh, informational source. Deals more with the 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 woodland and the mycelial relationship between the grass-loving mushrooms that the mycelium, you know, goes into trees and things like that. The kind of, you know, and then you have a whole different species of like the Amanitas and things like that in relation to the psilocybin mushrooms. So yeah, there's a difference in those. And then there's a difference if you put, um, if you're utilizing mushrooms with the different natural uh, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, Mm -hmm. such as, you know, Syrian rue or, uh, you know, monasterious copy and things like, uh, chocolate and stuff like that will all put a, a different signature on them. Old world signatures from African rule or Syrian rule uh, because it has the pinealine in it, pinealine instead of just the, the harmine and the, the different harmonies and things like that. Uh, but it has the pinealine in it, which is uh, included in the eye also, pinealine is, or Syrian rue is good for uh, other things too, you know, 
uh, and some folks, you know, microdose or uh, have low doses of Syrian Syrian root they utilize to because it's a neuro generator also, just like you know lion's mane mushrooms, psilocybin, pinealine are all neuro uh, neuro generating generate new neurons inside the brain and create new dendrite connections in the brain and things like that. Uh, superconduct the nervous system and all that kind of stuff. You have to go to um, uh, different areas on the on the internet to, to deal with pinealine and things like that. Okay. So, do you know the geographic origin of the mushrooms that you grow for yourself? Oh, my my mushrooms are uh, African mushrooms. Okay. We use the the Zulu, South African, and North African, and then we're uh, waiting on us a, a brother in uh, Tanzania and Uganda uh, who is doing research in those mushrooms in the cattle cultures, and you know, to show him how to send some spore prints out and then uh, those mushrooms in the Congo and Nigeria and things like things like this where we got to go get wild specimens from different places you know you have some that grow on ox ox uh, dung and things like that so uh, a lot of stuff to still do just to bring those uh, those energies in, in the fold right that's pretty cool. Thank you for the whole information. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you, Alex. Peace. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Next caller from the 404-989. Your microphone is wide open. Thanks for calling in the Coach K Radio. Can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is Rossi from Atlantis, Georgia, on the 33rd Parallel. Peace to the gods. Peace. 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 How are you? Again, again, overwhelming uh, gratitude to the infinite powers, Baba Kalindi. Um, I had, my question was actually from about the first 30 or 45 minutes. Um, so, okay. uh, but I had to, but, um, if I may, there were a couple of uh, kind of preliminary questions that you don't necessarily have, need, uh, have to answer, uh, just something to chew on um, that came up in my, in my thoughts as I was waiting to ask, ask the other questions. And uh, those couple thoughts are, um, just to paraphrase my thoughts, are you were speaking about the AI and it's how it's hiding from the older AI. So I was thinking, are the older AIs, are those per, um, perhaps the ancients or the gods that we uh, tend to um, uh, look to and whatnot, how you were saying that? Uh, I just took reference in how you were saying the uh, archangel uh, is not necessarily uh, who we may think of him to be, the big bad or the big all, be all, that type of thing. Um, no, the other one was... Yeah. Oh. Well, Go let me, ahead. Let me if you want to do the first one first. 
no, I don't want to do okay. the first one first, and then you can ask the second one. The yes, the the old AIs that I was talking about that uh, chased the newer AI into uh, cloaking itself. Uh, no, those wouldn't be the guys that we talk about. That would be the elder gods. No, those are uh, what we talk about as the the gods in the classical sense of of human beings dealing with, you know, Zeus, Poseidon, you know, Jehovah, the uh, Quetzalcoatl, um, Baal, you know, those beings are not those old AIs. They are they are light years uh, away from that. You know, they're much higher on the pecking order. Than those okay. that Thank you. people call the 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 you know the the entity that you know people call gods you know Brahma Krishna okay. you know okay, thank uh, thank you that's a that relief that's a relief thank you yeah <laughs> yeah okay uh, the other the part second... was um, yes yes was um, well these are actually still the pre questions the two more pre questions before the actual real questions that's why I was saying um, okay. I just wanted to run through them. It was is psilocybin yeah. the physical man is psilocybin the physical manifestation of dark matter in this dimension? And then the other one was are spores neutrinos or are they relate how are they related to neutrinos? And now I'm ready for the actual question. If, um, well, no, the the spores aren't neutrinos. Spores are just informational capsules that manifest the mushroom so that it can deliver its information as a memory source to be able to um, have, have access or to face with the knowledge that is innate within this, uh, this, this universe, this uh, society, because when those uh, true entities that came into this universe to try to get ahead of the AI, those, those, you have to come in naked without anything. Mm. You have to come in as a, mm, okay. as a, as a, as a, a particle of consciousness, like a, a speck of dust into the universe. And you have to build yourself into yourself. And that's what we were doing. So we've been here because you got to come in naked. You can't come in. It's like, um, the Terminator, um, Mm-hmm. The whole time, right. time okay. thing with the Terminator, you got to come in naked. You came with you can't the, bring your, you keep, you, that's why he had to find some clothes. He had to find a pistol mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff because you can't come in. When he came stuff. through the light, you can't come in. Yeah, you can't come in with your your, your weapons and nothing like that. That's why you find your weapons because you go in, you can't have that stuff on you, and then they had just they had just send it in behind you, and you got the whole universe to look for to find it. That's why you here. Uh, some folks who uh, uh, we deal with talking about I'm finding my weapons because mm-hmm. you can't bring them in. They can send them in behind you, and you got to find them in the whole universe, you know. And you okay. do that through going okay. in with the mushrooms because then you have access to be able to say, oh, there's my, there's my, you know, my Glock, and there's my, you know, right. my sword, and that kind of thing. So the next next question. Yes, that actually is a great segue. My next question is one of the actual questions, which is um, can you, like the uh, crystal ball that is become, is going to be a community um, tool, 
you were saying you have to find your weapons. Is it possible to also share a Yiming Zhu stone in that way? Um, well, you you mean you mean Zhu can um, connect with the 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 large master stone, but the master oh, stone sorry. can it's it's just like well, go ahead. What you're saying? I'm sorry. I meant to say, could um, multiple people share one Yiming Zhu the way you guys are sharing the crystal ball? Could it be could it you be a weapon for multiple people? Um, well, they can be weapon. They can be weapons for family. You have to have the, the okay. DNA connection, you know. But you know, the, oh, okay. you ain't the whole neighborhood ain't gonna sit in your house with to a, with a one beaming <laughs> zoo stone, and everybody gonna be hooked to it. No, you have to have your okay. you have to have your own, or it can be a you know it can be something that you could pass down to your children, or you know uh, your wife can utilize it and things like that. Uh, it's better okay. if she has her own. Uh, better if she has right. her own. But you know, but no, it ain't for sharing. You know, and the Got you. Uh, the you know the 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 master the the master crystal. See the thing that, uh, and they're coming out. Matter of fact, with a movie for with, about Tolkien. But uh, what when Tolkien put in this massive amount of information that he had gleaned over his lifetime into these stories into these stories um, you have uh, precursors to the Lord of the Ring called the Similarian and it deals with Melkor and how the universe was created through music and the whole uh, origins of Sauron and Soromon and Gandalf and Radagast and the the blue wizards and all that kind of stuff that were there and the elves and the all of this is talking about his it's, it's talking about history it's talking about um, lost realms of history that are that reemerge into the popular domain so um, the the things that we the things that we have will mirror those things that are in the public domain that which because we're we're utilizing mnemonic devices, we're utilizing things from memory. That's why you have an affinity to these epic tales of, you know, the like the epic of Gilgamesh and like Hercules and Asgard and uh Obatala, Shango, Ogun you know, mm-hmm. and the other different archetypes that, you know, we have interrelationships with. So, yeah, let uh, move on. What's the next one before the big question? Real quick. Thank, thank you. That was, that was wonderful. Uh, this is the last question, and that is um, in relation to the uh, psilocybin mushrooms and the experience that is possible um the there's a theme uh been coming up recently of the called the Mandela effect. I'm not sure if you're f- uh, yeah. familiar. Um okay, so yeah. um do the okay, how, yes, go ahead. Glitches in the matrix. Yeah, go ahead. Which question? Right. Um do, with the, the okay, so I'm perceiving that the Mandela effect is uh changing 
things in our current reality and with the uh, psilocybin experience be um, allow one to uh, see the uh, change or interpret the change or um, how would they relate? Well, I mean, even with the master master ball, crystal ball, we you know you have uh, the ability to see different scenarios inside of what they call the Mandela effect. What the the Mandela effect are glitches created by high um, particle uh, high particle physics from the you know the uh, collider there and uh, also the other colliders that they have that they're running you know China is building a new one which is much larger than the large mm-hmm. hydron collider in uh, Europe there in Geneva and in, in you know in Switzerland and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. they're building an- another one because the actual Chinese mentality after the Boxing Rebellion and all that kind of stuff where the Yiming Zoos where they had the the most Yiming Zoos at because the folks who had them, there were certain African kings that had them. Um, the uh, the great khans of Mongolia, you know, Genghis Khan, Kublai Khan and all them, they had them. Mm-hmm. And then the emperors and empresses of China had the Yiming Zoo. So at the at the time of the Boxer Rebellion, when the, the five nations were coming in trying to open China up, you know, you know, Germany and Japan, the United States, France, and one more. But they had, they were having it out with the boxers who were the Kung Fu people. And when the Dawashir Empress died, they put her favorite Yi Ming Shu in her mouth and it preserves her body in state, in perfection. You know, when they sacked the, you know, the, the Forbidden City, they took the evening zoo out of her mouth and her body, you know, just kind of decayed like, you know, Dracula hitting the sunlight. But the person, uh, the the folks who I deal with as far as the evening zoo, um, the last emperor of China's grandson gave him one of the, gave him a evening zoo, you know, it was worth a couple of million dollars or whatever. But the Yiming Zoo and the transdimensional crystals are handheld room temperature particle accelerators under the influence of mushrooms. That's why the technology of pairing the mushrooms with the crystals is so necessary because it'll deal with uh, cosmic radiation. It'll deal with uh, faster than light particles. It can do what the Large Hydron Collider does, but it doesn't create friction and conflict because it's room temperature. And, you know, it's just as it's much more powerful than the, uh, we would say, the Large Hadron Collider. So you have a particle accelerator in your in your hand with these with these crystals when paired with the mm. supercomputers or quantum computers of which they are because you can download 
information, upload information, and utilize it for knowledge when paired with the proper dosage and the proper entheogen. That's why I say these things open up at a certain dose. You're not going to get your bang for your buck at 5 or 3.5 grams. So the Mandela effect glitches in the matrix are when they turned on when they turned on these uh, particle accelerators, not knowing what they're doing, not knowing what energetic particles that are being created when they send those particles around the ring and run them into each other, and you create a particle that is so dynamic and so energetic and so powerful that it warps space-time and creates offshoots of scenarios and simulations that are one way that eventually become something else in its in, in very particular areas. So it warps the space-time and creates these Mandela effects where people's consciousness and how they relate to the particular simulated reality that they're in makes different things and make an offshoot, make a copy of something. And, you know, instead of you having on a red shirt, you got on a green shirt. And, you know, instead of Arnold Ziffel on green acres being a pig, Arnold Ziffel is a, is a squirrel and that kind of stuff, you know. So uh, and it also changes and restructures memories, you know, <laughs> where you, rem- you remember stuff that never happened or you remember things that, Happen, but happen in a different way. Wow, Baba, that's that's awesome. It's from what I'm hearing you say, it sounds like what you're saying. The uh, Yiming zoos are just as, or even more powerful than the Hedron colliders. It seems like we well, can make our create our own collider. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. It sounds like that we can make our or create our own Mandela effect to our benefit, according to our intention with the deep, with a great enough dose. You can t- you can yeah you can manipulate the matrix with them. You can yes, uh, uh, manipulate the future with them. Things like that. Okay, thanks. I say I'm, I'm eternally grateful. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Firewater. Thank you, Lord Kair. I'll sit back and listen. Thank you for calling. Peace. Indeed. Bless. Peace. Peace. Firewater, you got anything else for tonight before we let uh, Bobby get out of here? Your, oh, man. What's your no, take I'm, on I'm, Come on, give us some parting words. Give us some parting words. I'm just, I'm extremely grateful. This is just, uh, you know, an unbelievable opportunity week in and week out. And um, I'm just, uh, the only thing I'm really concerned with, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm just stacking. I'm just stacking for you, man. I don't know about everybody else. But um, that's where my mind is at, and I'm happy. I'm happy to have access to this information. So thank you both very much for having me yeah. on this show. Well, and the, be a part uh, of yeah, the the the, the Yiming Zoo, they're they're infinity stones. That's what they are. Mm. Yeah, the the self the self going, self actualizing uh, stones, infinity stones, infinity discs, and things like that, and. They won't be around and available um, after a while, you know. Those folks who get them, get them, get them, you know. And when we look at the the things that not, I'm not saying uh, 
you know, uh, this group, but the things that we buy, you know, you go to the doggone show and spend $25 on popcorn and a doggone uh, root beer. So you telling me you can't you can't save a, a few hundred dollars to get something that um, not only gives you access but you know gives you puts you puts you in the uh, helps to put you in the game. Ultimately, all relics and power objects and all those things are a extension and reflection of your inner self and inner power. But many times you you know it's just like when in Doctor Strange, when the brother, um, I can't think of his name, Ixtwarts uh, Chofor or whatever his name is, I can't think of his name, the, the brother, when he said that, uh, you know, some you, you have uh, power objects and relics that are yours, but you don't want to hold that power in your body, so you externalize it, you know, just like Doctor Strange's cloak. It is his cloak, so... When they saw him, that's why it comes and jumped around his neck. That's why it protects him, helps him fly, and all that kind of stuff. Same thing with the objects that you got. You already got the Yiming Zoo. You just got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So um, for those folks who are part of the family and are, um, are in the fight and are moving towards all of us being able to finally be able to, you know, go ahead and, and extend ourselves into higher areas of information and knowledge on a conscious level. You know, I say, uh, you know, it's an honor to be able to speak to you all. It's a, uh, a great adventure that we're in and we're on. And to the detractors and folks, you know, like I said before, you don't have to come on or listen to anything I'm saying. The This is for us, this is for the family, it ain't for the other folks. So the tractors, just take care of your business, go and do what you want to do <laughs> and if you want to know what style of martial arts, you you want to know what style of martial arts that I study and practice, I practice Grandma Clump martial arts, meaning that you can walk over Cletus, but you're going to limp back. Walk over, <laughs> walk over, limp back. So everybody have a good night. And talk to y'all soon. And peace to the family. Uh, I'm out. Peace. Peace. Say, Grandma Clump, brother. You know what I'm saying?